0: to the mercy cast where we are learning the art of compassion through the adversity of life. I am your host, Raleigh Sadler. Over the past 10 years, I've started a nonprofit, I've written a book, all with the goal of learning how to love our most vulnerable neighbors. Along the way, I've met a few people who are on the same journey. And what was interesting is each of us as we Learn through our own adversity, we're learning better to care for ourselves and each other. Today, I want to talk about self worth. Self worth can be defined as a sense of one's own value as a human being. Now, when our self worth is high, then that's impacting everything in a very positive trajectory. But when it's diminished, each area of our life can be impacted from how productive we are to how we handle ourselves in our most intimate relationships. Today, I wanna talk about Dan. In 2016, Dan quit his job as a professor of history and assistant dean in the School of Arts and Sciences at Concordia University in Irvine. It was rather unexpected and it shocked more than a few people. Within a year, he was in a mental hospital, not even allowed writing utensils or shoelaces. Today I am joined by Dr. Dan Van Voorhis, the host of the Christian History Almanac podcast. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Happy to be here,
1: Raleigh. And uh, you know, I've got uh, writing utensils and shoelaces, Uh, so you know things are looking up.
0: And that is great to hear. And Dan, when I when I hear this story, what led to this? What brought you to this? moment in your life? Oh, boy. So we can go back really
1: far. We can go back to my, my childhood, of course. I think we all can, can do that to some extent. Uh, the, the short answer is I had determined that I had ruined my life, that I had made such wrong decisions that it was um, sort of irreversible you know that 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 I had sort of taken the wrong path every possible time and to save others from my own wreckage, it would be best to take my own life. Uh, I was sort of alert enough to um to let my my wife know that that's where i was my my head was, and um I was taken into a mental hospital um under the the uh, fifty-one fifty, you know, sort of needed to be taken in, and uh, yeah, spent spent some time in the mental hospital, and and that entire year of twenty seventeen was really uh, kind of a kind of a, a blur for me. Uh, twenty eighteen was me sort of learning to slowly walk again, and then twenty nineteen is when I, uh, I started the work that I'm doing now, and uh, have since been been quite well, uh, despite you know, 2020 and, and all of that. But that was, that, those, that was the immediate cause. The immediate cause was I had made all the wrong decisions and was somehow incapable of, of making the right decision and would just cause myself more harm
0: uh, than, than good and those around me. So that's, that's the short answer. In that moment, did you feel like you could change or did you feel like change was an impossibility?
1: Oh, change was definitely an impossibility. Uh, that that I had made certain irreversible decisions, and that somehow I was and I was a, a self sabotager That I was sort of actively working against my own best interests, and 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 therefore sort of
0: irrevocably broken. And so many of the listeners here. Many may say that in some ways they could be in an abusive relationship with themselves. Maybe they're absolutely their worst critic, they're going to be harder on themselves than anyone else. They're holding things above their heads that they just can't get past. And as you kind of, as you, as you think about your own story, how does how does self-worth play into this?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I was from a, a young age. I was in some ways heralded as, you know, a gifted child. I I don't know how it happened, but I, I you know, didn't go to first grade, but then I tested into a, a gifted program in second grade. And, you know, it was like a second, third grade combo. And I don't know what led to this, but in that my first year at this new school, in the lower of two grades i was the host of a shakespearean game show that we did and i was representing uh, george h w bush in a kids debate against another kid representing uh, michael dukakis for the 1988 uh, election um so you know i don't i don't know what was seen in me but all of a sudden i'm in front of people and i was you know gifted and always the guy you know hosting things always kind of the voice um, so I think I had an elevated, in some sense, an elevated, uh, self esteem and expected a lot of myself and continued throughout my, my, my childhood and adolescence having little, you know, significant, um, success in some ways and, um, nothing, nothing kept all these all this promise, nothing ever come of came of it, or so I thought so i was I was booted out of uh, the gifted program in seventh grade for plagiarism. I uh, then got into radio and actually was a, a regular on a sports talk radio show uh, where they gave me my own my own slot to to do something, and then eventually a, a guest host gig. and I from there went not more into radio but went into comedy. And was with a, a comedy troupe that uh it was was doing some some you know regular shows and, and I I performed for the uh, the jury in the OJ Simpson murder trial. <laughs> they brought in uh um uh like entertainment and my comedy troupe that I was I was the young person in it, but they invited us to come perform for the the jury sequestered in the courthouse in Los Angeles. Um, I ended up leaving that didn't go deeper into comedy, but then went into commercial acting and turns out I wasn't a good commercial actor, but I had already left comedy and I had already left sports radio. So I I ended up going back to school. I had dropped out of, um, college and, um, turns out I did pretty well in school. So, okay, well, I'm going to be an academic. So I went to the university of St. Andrews and, uh, did did quite well there, even though I came from a sort of Bible college background, and was was promising. And then, um, you know, when I had some money problems, and Concordia, my old university, they offered me a job. I left my academic uh, ambition and became a, a full time uh, professor. Uh, so I wasn't going to be doing academic stuff, but I would be teaching. I would be in a classroom. I did well at that um i think it's it's fair to say i was a a popular professor and then I quit that so literally everything I'm doing and good at, I quit uh because I want to do something else and so here i am with with two sons and a wife, and I've left the last thing I'm good at. I'm doing a podcast that that um while it was uh, a good podcast for a while. It had kind of run its course and um and you know, regular kind of creative tensions between the hosts. And i I saw that pattern. Oh, I can't i I, I have talent or you know promise, and I never ever live up to it. And so it's it's sort of having raised expectations, you know maybe we could even say a high self-esteem and a very low self-worth.
0: Shooting high, always landing low. And so I just want to get this straight. So you were in radio, you were in comedy, you were in commercial acting, then you went to University of St. Andrews, you were an academic, then you became a full-time professor, and you had a very popular podcast. I do not want to. I don't want you to sell yourself short here. This was a very popular (laughs) podcast. Um, It was. No, I remember being on it, and so, so yeah. I I had a great time on it. It was a great podcast. And you began to notice that there's a pattern. There's a pattern of well, I'm doing this and I'm I'm good, but I don't know. And then you move to the next thing, and then you move to the next thing, and you move to the next thing, and then at some point you you kind of hit a wall. Tell me about Mm -hmm. what happened when you hit the wall and tell me how you got over the wall. Yeah, I I think I have um, a, a robust inner monologue.
1: So I'm always talking to myself. I'm always evaluating myself in my head, evaluating my own decisions and sort of telling the narrative of my own life back to myself. And the wall hit when well, you remember the old uh choose your own adventure books? I don't I don't know if they still exist, right? You Yes, I wrote like and,
0: three book reports on one of them. And, nice. <laughs> there you That's go. how I got through elementary um, school, man. Know,
1: and you, you know, at some point you make the wrong decision and the story's over, right? At, at some point the pirate gets you or the right, shark eats right. you, or you know, it's, at one point, wah wah, wah, right? It's over. Um, that was the wall for me. I had, I, had, I had twists and turns and all sorts of interesting things happened to me, but I always kind of messed it up in the end. And the wall was my inner monologue saying, um, well, you're, you're, done, you're done now. And, you know, you've, you've hit your final catastrophe and you're doing nothing but hurting people. You're doing nothing but letting people down. Um, you know, having a wife and, and two sons, um, I, I felt like I was a failure to them and that was what made it different from the past. I wasn't just hurting myself. I was actively hurting other people right? or so I thought, right. And, and I was in ways, but always, always thought it was worse than it was. And so I, I, it was sort of, you know, turning that page in the, the choose your own adventure book to uh, end of the story game over. And when that happened and I, I had, you know, suicidal ideations, I, um, I realized I had to get help. So you ask about the, the coming, you know, sort of what brought me out of, you know, hitting that wall. I mean, the first thing is just a cry for help, right? The, the self-awareness to know uh, I'm at the bottom of a well, all I can do is shout help. So that's the first thing I did shouted for help. And uh through the work of doctors and psychiatrists and uh and and friends and family and my um, you know, I, I was able to start um my way back. It was different though, because everything I'd done, I, you know, I'd made so many little changes in my life that that the changes always came quick, right? Like, okay, now everything's gonna, okay, well, you know, day one is today, and off we go um hitting that wall and finding how to deal with this pattern in my life took years took a couple of years to to work through and sort of one step in front of the other to kind of get back on track
0: you mentioned that I'm going to tie two things that you said together you mentioned how you had high self esteem but low self worth you just didn't feel like you were long for this world that you could i mean i'm just putting words in your mouth here but that you could be trusted to do the right thing you you were really you were beating yourself up your inner monologue was was near abusive it was negative it was leading you down down a really bad road but rather than just speaking to yourself you cried out for help you were talking and asking other people to help you because you knew in that moment that that you needed help what would you say for those who are listening to this podcast who are in that place where their negative self-talk is just off the charts? When they do something, they beat themselves up. Well, you could have been better. Well, you're really terrible at this. Why are you even here? What would you say to them? Well, I think you're, you're, you're right on
1: with the, the self-talk, right? You've got to learn how to do a couple of things. You've got to learn how to either change how you talk to yourself which is maybe the hardest part. And that's for me, kind of my long-term goal. Um, It is in other ways, learning to hear from others, what is true and, and to trust that as opposed to what I'm saying to myself, right? This is, this is, um, uh, this is what we get in the the words of of absolution, right? The words that we are forgiven, that we are a beloved child of God, um, even still. So it's it's learning to sort of trust the words of, of others to tell me how it actually is, because I realize that my own my own goggles aren't aren't working, and and then through that, learning to to speak kindly to myself to speak easier to myself so it's it's both changing my own self talk but also learning to find those sources where i am appropriately told who i actually am i think that's that's an important part
0: i agree i think it's a both and i think we ultimately have to change how we speak to ourselves if we're in if the tape that keeps playing over and over and over is negative we have to dig into that we need to first accept that we're saying that to ourselves and then kind of think through like through the lens of compassion, like, well, well, where's that coming from? But then also Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, on our best day, we, we will fail. We will struggle. Hearing something come from outside someone else saying, no, but this is who you are. Like you mentioned the Mm -hmm. words of absolution, hearing that you are forgiven, hearing that you are loved, and it doesn't necessarily have to depend on your productivity or how great you are in the moment. It's coming from outside of you. And I, think, I mm-hmm. think it's so much of a both and because there's that transformative aspect of when we actually start to believe that, then our thoughts change. When our thoughts change, our feelings change. When our feelings change, our behaviors change. But if our thoughts are negative, it's all going to flow downhill. That's one thing I've learned in my own life is, you know, I can feel great and I can, you know, white knuckle my way into feeling awesome a particular day. But if my thoughts are betraying me, then my feelings are soon to follow and then my behaviors are going to follow. And so I think. Yeah, and I I am Yeah, I think I'll, I'll
1: add to that, you know, learning to hear from the outside, it's, um, you know, the, the, the right words being spoken to you. Um, there, is, there is importance that you have reliable sources. Um, obviously, if you're around people who denigrate you and tell you you're no good, that's obviously wrong. But you can risk having over-eager cheerleaders. I think that's, that's also, that can be a problem. Um, uh, You know, people who are, are going to tell you that you're, you're, you're great when things aren't great or that you don't need to change when you need to change. I think there are those people who can give, who can, can harm you the other way. We think of people with negative self-talk. There are people who it's just another distortion. It's just a distorted view of yourself, and depending on who you're around, how are they are are they distorting you, right for good or for ill? And so, I, and I've had both, and and especially I think the the sort of distortions um, that are overly positive sometimes uh, have been harmful for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, with this sort of self esteem sometimes that will, uh, you know, not not exactly be on the same level as my self-worth. It's about getting those two things on the same level for me. So yeah, it's it's, it's finding a reliable source, not having a distorted, um, whoever's talking to you or your own self-talk.
0: No, that's really good. Finding safe people, finding a reliable source, finding someone who's mm-hmm. not going to just gas you up, but also, you know, they're not going to tear you down either. We need kind of people in that Middle And honestly, I have friends who some of them are the people who are like, man, you're great all the time and you never mess up. And, you know, it's like dessert. Dessert's delicious. I love dessert. Yeah. But if I ate dessert every meal of every day, you know, it would be bad. You know, it would I would yeah. have to go to different doctors. It, it would be a whole bad thing. But every now and then it helps to talk to those friends. But then I also have friends who they're working through their own stuff and they may be cynical or extra critical. And for me, it's like, you know, maybe I don't wanna to talk to those friends every day either. It's finding those safe people that you trust who will be honest to you, who will speak truth, um, but not kind of deflate you or over-inflate you. I think that's kind of what you were getting at.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so you've talked about really how negative self-talk can lead you to a distorted self-worth and how, as you hear the right things from others, but also as you're believing the right things about yourself as well, that starts to shift. And it's not something that happens overnight. This is something that happens over time. But, you know, have you seen daily growth? Have you seen like, you've been able to look back and you're like, man, all right, I'm, I'm doing. I'm in a completely different place than I was three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, and it, it might be minuscule. But are you able to see that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say it. it it's certainly not a straight line of of improvement. Uh, right. That's so. Essentially, here's what happened. So my old podcast, which thank you for the kind words, uh, it ended and it ended because it had to end, and the problem was that podcast is what got me to leave the university, gave me the confidence to leave the university, and then all of a sudden, that thing was done too, and I I had nothing. I, I had this this sort of ticket, this podcast that, uh, while helpful and, and good for a time, had run its course, and I, I had to do something I had to figure out what my job was going to be. So here is where I, I take all those little threads of my past, of of broadcasting, of humor, of academics, and this, uh, this radio show on um, uh, public radio that I used to listen to every morning, uh, just a little five-minute show called The Writer's Almanac with Garrison Keillor. And the writer's almanac was Garrison Keeler of of Prairie Home Companion fame would say, It is this day, and would talk about a, a writer, an author, and their life, and then would read a poem and then finish with a little benediction telling you to 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 do good. And I loved it. I thought that was that was brilliant. So I took my own past and all those little threads and decided to put together the Christian history almanac, which would do the same thing. On a daily basis, and um, and that would take a lot of work, and so I started doing this thing where I was making sure I was reading every single day, and I was writing eight hundred to thousand words every single day. Um, that started about thirteen hundred days ago, and I've been doing it ever since. So there's this this now body of work that I've created since 2019. That shows me tangibly that even when I haven't felt like I've been productive or been doing things, I, I have. I have this, and now, of course, everyone's not going to have a daily podcast to to get them out. But I had to find something that I could put my energies into, and would be kind of hard. And by doing that repetitively over a period of time, I can actually see the fruits of my labor. And when I tell myself that I'm a, a you know a waste of space or a loser or what have you, I say, well, but actually the, the objective record is I'm not, I've got this thing that I do. And, and it's, um, um, you know, as, as popular as my old podcast was in terms of, of numbers, this podcast is, you know, blows that one away in terms of, of, uh, you know, uh, engagement and listeners. So, um, that's, that's that tangible thing. I, I, I was able to create and then put my energies into
0: it kind of reminds me of the movie, The Sixth Sense, you know, it's only at the end that you see, wow, this was happening the whole time. And yeah, I could only imagine, you know, you're in the hospital, they take everything away from you for your safety. And you're thinking, you know, I'm a failure. You know, everything I tried just didn't work. You know, I've, I've been there in moments where everything I tried, everything I ever worked on just failed. And I'm like, Why? Like, why am I here? Like, what is the purpose? Like, what is the purpose in me? Like, doing things if I'm if I'm not going to be there, if I'm not going to be able to do it right. And what I love about what you just said was, you had nothing. You would hit the wall. You didn't know what your job was going to be, but then you kind of shifted into redemption. You're talking about how, but then I realized that everything was useful. And now, what I'm doing, I'm kind of pulling from all of those experiences. And I think nothing is wasted in your life. Nothing is wasted. Everything that has happened can be accessed, and that has shaped you into who you are. As we're learning the art of compassion through the adversity of life, we're realizing that the tough things that we go through are training us to better love ourselves and love others. And so, you know, it's so interesting that you also said, you know, yes, these kind of worked together to show you what you're doing now, but you also kind of linked this idea of self-worth with productivity. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I, I mean, this is something that kind of,
1: you know, for me, um, the, the art of, of repetition is very important. Uh, the way that I got good at uh, radio is I called into the radio station every single day. Uh, the way that I did improv is we practiced. Oh, I mean, just you. when you do improv with a team, you'd have to practice a lot before you can understand the other person's rhythms and get sort of joke structures. Um, things I, I just have to keep trying and failing over and over and over again. And the more I, I sort of sit back and think and vision cast and, oh, I could do this or I could do it like that. No, just do it. Just make it. Um, That's the great thing about a daily podcast is I have no choice but to just jump in. Oh, okay. What's, uh, what's December, uh, what's December 7th? Uh, St. Ambrose. All right. Well, how do you make this interesting? Um, And so it's that repetition. And, uh, you know, I, I told you when we were talking just before you know, the first year of that podcast, I think is really kind of stilted and I'm not quite letting myself be myself. And it just kind of grows, you know, in time um, by, by constant repetition. Um, and, and a sort of honest evaluation, right? I, I can, the more I, I create something or do something, I can honestly evaluate, okay, what, what is this? What am I doing here? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? It's having a, sort of touch with an objective reality right that's that's what we need right with that that person who tells us that truth with the the absolution with with understanding through some objective means okay this is who i am and and what i do and what i do well and what i can work on so by producing something i can look at that as an objective thing outside of myself and judge where i can go and and even that Mental energy is then taken away from the time I can sort of use my internal monologue to to you know condemn myself for hypotheticals because I've got something that I'm producing. Um, Obviously, not everyone's going to have a podcast, but are there are there hobbies you have? Right? Is it exercise? Is it cooking? Is it something you can do that you sort of that you know make something and uh, and and you can then. Just
0: focus outside of yourself on that objective thing. That was good. You know, I'm just thinking about just really what you said. And one of the things about growing, healing, whatever we're doing as we're going in that positive trajectory, it's this piece of continuing to do it, not to just stop because, oh, man, I, I failed, so I'm just done, but continuing to kind of plod along and as you were talking about having your podcast be an objective thing that you could look at and say, okay, where am I going? It reminds me of what James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits. He says, if you want to become a writer, start writing, write a little every day. Mm -hmm. Now you're a writer. If you want to be a podcaster, start doing a podcast. Don't worry about getting everything right. Start doing it. And then as you're doing it, you're becoming that thing that you want to become. And I think for many of us, we want to be perfect before we even start. And that's not how it works. And perfection is not even the goal. But if we want to be proficient, if we want to be confident, if we want our self-worth to rise, then it's these little tiny battles that we fight every day. And it's plodding along a little bit here, a little bit there. And unbeknownst to us, our confidence is rising. And then as we're doing that we were most likely hearing from other people saying hey that was a really good podcast today and you're like yeah it was that was great thank you you know it's like you start to it, you start to swell in a positive way and so in these last moments could you give us between one and three things that could really help us as we're on this journey of really just learning how to love ourselves and love others.
1: All right. So the first thing I think of is an old poster, uh, a framed picture rather, that I had in my, my office. And it was of uh, Jake the dog from Adventure Time. And he says, uh, "It's uh, dude, sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good at something. So you've got to let yourself suck at something. This, my, my sons are tired of me quoting Jake the dog whenever they get frustrated by me saying sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good at something. So just, you know, embrace, embrace the suck as it were. Just say, you know what? You, you, you have to start somewhere. So don't be critical when you fail. That's, that's how you get there. Um, number two is, uh, you know, Repetition. You know, build those calluses. Uh, anyone who who knows who's played guitar, I used to play guitar all the time. I I can still play, but not really because I've lost my calluses. You need those calluses on the finger to be on the on your fingers to to use the um you know the strings. And without those, everything's a lot harder. And you get those through repetition. Just even even if you're lousy, even if you're playing the worst you can possibly play, you're still building calluses. And then I think you can take that that idea into everyday life that even when you're sucking at something or even when you're failing, you're building calluses, you're getting information about yourself, about the world, maybe bad information, maybe stuff about yourself you don't love, but you're building up this sort of, uh, you know, repository of, you know, facts, objective facts about the world and yourself that on your best days, you can then hopefully uh, interpret in such a way as to help yourself, uh, you know, keep, keep moving. So those are my uh, sort of off the hip of, uh, you know, here's, here's what you might want to try.
0: No, that's really good. That's really good. And I love that. Sucking at something is the first step at being sort of good at something. It's very much Jake the dog, who's his yeah. own character on
1: Adventure Time.
0: No, but, Jake uh, the yeah, dog. You know, yeah. Jake the dog's bringing it though. And then the piece yeah. about repetition. Yeah. It's like it. It kind of taps into this idea of habits or doing things consistently. Is you are growing, whether you know it or not. And I feel like most, mostly in my life, I've been like, man, I'm not growing. And then I'll read something that I wrote five years ago and be like. I don't think like that anymore, or I don't do that anymore. You know, and it could be a subtle thing, but I'm like, yeah, I am. And so for those listening today, like just keep going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. And so, Dan, thank you so much for joining us and just really just Absolutely sharing. Here. Yeah, just sharing this wisdom with us. This is good. This is a good conversation. And so that said, this podcast. It's made possible by listeners like you. If you want bonus episodes, as well as a plethora of other resources, become a paid member at lmpg.org for $10 a month. You will get access to our bonus podcast, More Mercy, where we dive deeper with each guest. Also, don't forget to smash that subscribe button and leave MercyCast a five-star review. Till next time, have mercy on yourselves and each other.